Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 189 of the Quickie Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and thanks so much for being here today. Before I introduce today's guest, I wanted to read another review, a five-star review left on Apple Podcasts here. This review was left by Jilly Bean 2. The subject is refreshing, five stars. The review says, who doesn't want a quick, honest glimpse into the life of a creative? Fun, simple, and inspiring podcast with a really great range of guests and questions. Love it. Jillibean2, thank you so much for leaving that review. I really appreciate your time. Appreciate you being a listener and checking out the Quickie Podcast. Thank you so much. So today's guest... Today's guest is Avelio Matos. He's a packaging designer working under Get Unboxed out of Arizona. During this episode, we talk about how he grew up in New York and Hawaii, kind of like completely different worlds, like what a contrast, right? We talk about his time when he was working in-house at U-Haul. We also get into the moment that he just doubled down on packaging design and his time illustrating while he was in the Marines. Avelio also tells us about the brand who is absolutely nailing packaging design and user experience right now. We get into stories about the Juicy Couture packaging project that he was a part of, and then he tells us why getting fired in his 40s left him to really battle through some of the toughest times in his career. We also talk about the recyclability messaging on packaging. This is a big one for any of you aspiring packaging designers. If you're wanting to learn more about packaging, get on in here. Check out Avelio after this podcast because this is the guy. He knows his stuff. So let's get right to it. An awesome episode with my friend Avelio Matos. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Velio, welcome to the Quickie Podcast. How are you, sir? Awesome, man. I'm stoked. Awesome. So happy to have you here. First, I got to ask, are you ready for a Quickie? Yeah, man, let's do this. Attaboy, ready to dive in. <laughs> um, let's start with the tough stuff. Briefly tell the listeners about yourself. Um, yeah, man, I'm a packaging designer. Uh, focus on sustainability, user experience. Um, I grew up in New York, uh, Hawaii, you know, all over the place, man. And um, I, I found my niche in packaging, man. I'm digging deep as, as deep as I can. That's so cool. So you've been in packaging your whole career, basically. For the most part, yeah. I'd yeah. say like the first uh, like the first two years of it was, was graphics, and then yeah. I... I, I hit packaging and that was it. So okay. Yeah, I'm going to unpack that a little bit here. So get, rewind, give me a little bit. Your first couple of years, was that agency life, studio life? What were you doing? Um, actually, once I got out of the Marines, I got into, uh, I worked at an agency mm-hmm. um, where pretty much I was like the best coffee maker at the agency. <laughs> you know? Yes. I, you know, I, got, I got in, um, you know, learned to make coffee, learned to get bagels, learned to do all that stuff just in almost in trade to learn how to run a back, how to do illustration, you know, how to use, how to use the software. Yeah. Um, 
And so I come from uh, illustration background where um, everything's pen and paper. Uh, so I'd, be, I'd do graphics and stuff like that uh, manually. And I wanted to learn how to get into computers. There's this agency that's like, hey, we got an op- opportunity for a, for a gopher. You know, you're down. It's like, yeah, of course. Let me get in there as long as I get can Get me in the learn. gear, however. Yeah. So, so that was it, man. I did that. I did that for a couple of years while oh. I went to school. You know, that helped. And then uh, once I got out, man, I, I, uh, I did uh, in-house uh, at U-Haul. So there's illustrations, there's graphics. We do a ton of stuff on the trucks. Um, was able to partake in some of that. And then uh, from there, I just, it, we just went agency after that. So did you move yeah. around agencies or was there one core agency that you spent a lot of time with? Uh, yeah, there was one one that I spent quite a bit of time with, uh, but I'm not going to mention their name because all good contracts, right? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, awesome. So then, at what point did you decide that you know what I'm going to give it a go freelance? I'm going to go kick it out there and see what I can build for myself. That uh, let's see, I've done it a couple times, right? So before I, I landed at that agency, I did freelance. Mm-hmm. I did that for a couple, for a couple of years. Uh, it went really well, and then I found myself doing. 80% of my time was doing, was chasing money, you know, invoicing people, yeah. following after it, and then maybe 20% of it was doing design. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where, you know, I didn't get into this business to be an accountant, so I was out. Uh, but then most recently, I got fired. Um, so after, you know, like 12 years at an agency, mm-hmm. uh, I got canned and I was, you know, I'm like, holy shit, I'm a, you know, this 40-year-old guy that I built my career on this thing. And you start to identify yourself personally with like what you built. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a pretty, it was a pretty rough, it was a pretty rough transition from there to like, what am I going to do? Uh, you know, who am I now? Yep. And uh, I mean, that was a good like three months of just soul searching and figuring out what am I going to do? And then, then the phone started ringing and people were like, Hey, I know you're not with these guys anymore. You know, can you work on something? And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, of course. And you start picking up work and then you realize, and you, and you realize that you don't need a bigger team to do things. It's like, it's what's in you and what you're capable of that people are looking for. Um, so that just like took off and then that's, that's, I've been there ever since. Okay. So do you remember the first phone call you got? You're, you're trying to figure yourself out, mm-hmm. trying to figure out where to go. Can you tell me about that first phone call? How, how it felt? You know, it was, it was amazing when it was like, well, first of all, you know, pick up the phone, and, you know, it's somebody at a, a gigantic brand that I'd, I'd worked with, mm-hmm. but now they're coming to me personally. And it was like a, it was just like a, this really good feeling of like just validation of all the work that I built. Um, and one, I had to turn them down for non-competes, Definitely. but you know, but that was like the, like the first step of like, wait a minute, you know, if these guys want me, like who else wants me? Uh, and then you just kind of like, all right, you just hone in on that and like leave everything behind and then just focus and, and, and charge forward. But so, yeah, it was super, so super validating, cool. man. That's rad. That's awesome, man. I can imagine you're like going through all of the emotions. Like, yeah, like I got skills. I got yeah. to double down and focus on that. It almost yeah. gives you that clarity, right? It does, man. And yeah, we all suffer from imposter syndrome, right? Where we're just like, hundred percent. you know, am I, am I good enough? For this like am i really as good as I, I think i am like you know can i help somebody and when somebody calls you're like hey can you help me you're like wait of course yeah. i can help somebody um so yeah so it's definitely you know 
life affirming. Yeah. <laughs> Every podcast yeah. interview, I start with a little imposter syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. So I, I want to ask one sort of very focused question here. Yeah. You, at some point in your career, you went packaging design. That's where I'm going to niche down. That's yeah. where I'm going to double down. Tell me about the moment that you decided to do that and why you decided to go packaging design. Man, I was working at uh, I was working at U-Haul, mm-hmm. and they were launching a product. Um, it was a it was new software, and this is back when software came in, in boxes. Yeah, right. So nobody wanted to touch it because nobody wanted to do packaging because they didn't want to cut things up and build it. So I'm like, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do it. Now let me try. And I took apart like an old Illustrator box, um, or like an old Photoshop box or something, and it had like a flap on the front of it, and it was pretty. You know, looking back now, it's pretty basic, but for yeah. me, it was like it was all new. And I took it apart. And I drew out my own die line. I built out my own box. I like, adapted it to the software and you know created some some unique little features to it. Um, and then once I hit like stores, it wasn't until like you know I could call my mom in Florida and go, "Hey, if you go to your U-Haul store, you can see you can pick up a box that like I designed, I built." Um, and then just getting the feedback of like, "Oh wow, I see it," you know, and she was excited. I'm like, dude, I, like this is like this is it, man. Like this is what I want to do, That's you know, because like so I was cool. I've been doing. Yeah, I'd been doing print for a while, and print was like, you know, it was fleeting, right? It's like you, you get it, and then you toss it, but packaging, it's like somebody sees it and make a decision based on it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was, I mean, that was definitely the moment. Totally. And over the years, you've designed some things that have ended up on retail shelves, and do you still get that that feeling where you see your something you designed on a shelf, and you go, yeah, that's <laughs> that's. Oh, mine. man. hundred <laughs> percent, man. I think... Uh, I think now it's, you know, that's, that's awesome. But then, uh, there's also that moment when you see like some influencer or some celebrity or some, somebody, you know, featuring your pack on like their Instagram feed or wherever socially. And you're like, you know, and they're going through the experience and you're like, God, this exact experience I designed because you get to actually see somebody unboxing it. That's the experience that you curated through your design process. That's amazing. Exactly. What a good feeling. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I'm going to figure out where this all kicked off for you, and I'm going to kick it back to your childhood. I want to know, did you have a creative childhood that you felt steered you in this creative career path? Uh, yeah, man, 100%. So growing up in New York, uh, I just remember going to like, you know, I grew up Catholic, so we'd go to these churches. And if you go to church, if you go to a Catholic church in New York, it's, I mean, it's like a monument, you know, yeah. like beautiful uh, architecture, yes. you know, beautiful paintings of, of somebody getting tortured. You know, and like, <laughs> yeah, it's like super impactful as a kid. Um, and then my dad was a, you know, my dad did do illustrations. And I mean, he was a, a great artist. Yeah. Uh, and then he was a waiter by trade. So, <laughs> you know, to pay the bills, he was a waiter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he taught me how to draw growing up. So it was like always drawing. And then, you know, we moved to Hawaii. And in Hawaii, I, um, I would take out this guy's trash, this guy, uh, Jim Tompkins. And he was a sculptor and he, I mean, he would get like wood imported from all over the place and he would sculpt these huge cool. whales and turtles and shit. And I would, you know, I would take out his trash, I'd, you know, load his water, his water jug, like I'd do all these random things so that I could, you know, help him like chainsaw some, some wood into shape and like, you know, chisel stuff. And he would teach me and, and like, my dad would be like, yeah, you know, the guy up the street, he knows how to play piano. Maybe you can go mow his lawn and learn how to play piano. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> I was just like pushed into like figure out how to learn something, man, and just do it. Mm-hmm. So, That's 100%. cool. So you're around a lot of creativity, and what's interesting though is that your dad was a great illustrator, great artist, but was a waiter, and that was sort of where he made the money for the family. 
But you yeah. didn't grow up with that whole, or they didn't raise you with that fear of the starving artist mentality, did they? No, not at all, man. It's like, just, you gotta, there's always an opportunity, man. Just get out there and make it. Oh, yeah. So true. I love that. Okay, so you grew up in this creative environment. You're learning piano from the guy up the street. You're learning sculpting from the neighbor. <laughs> so what moment, yeah. what's the moment where graphic design or that, that direction, that art or illustration direction just clicked for you and felt right? Yeah, I, was, uh, I mean, I was in the Marines illustrating tattoos for all the guys, you know, and like yeah. doing illustrations for like T-shirts and stuff. Uh, then once I got out, like before I got the agency job, it's like, you know, I talked to everybody. I'm like, where can I, where can I do this? Like for a living, you know, like, where can I do this? Yeah. Um, and I met, I met, um, Angie who ran the agency and, you know, she, she's like, Oh yeah, of course you can do illustration. You can do, you can do all this stuff. We'll, we'll figure something out, man. Come, you know, come aboard, get us coffee. We'll, we'll, we'll make something happen. Um, and that's like really when it clicked. It's like, I had, you know, uh, I had Angie Miller kind of pull me under her wing and be like, this is like the world of graphic design. Like, here's what, you know, here's what's possible. Uh, so yeah. So, I mean, that was, I mean, I owe everything a lot to her. Yeah. So you had danced around it a little bit and then all of a sudden she says, no, 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 this is what it is and puts a label on it, shows you what's possible with it. And that clicks. That just feels right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're growing up, growing up. It's like, you're just, you're just drawing, you're just making sure it's like, yeah, but how do I turn this into something? Like what, like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I'm wondering now then what stands out to you as the most influential design of your life so far, something that you saw and has just stuck with you since. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I don't know so much about design cause like there's a, there's a ton of it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'd always tell my dad, he's like, I'd always tell my dad, like when he, when he'd ask me about designs, like, well, what is it? Like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I want to make like the Coke bottle. Right, I'm gonna, I want to design some pack that, you know, 100 years from now, when I'm dead and gone, people are still like, look at this Coke bottle. Like, I, that's a, you know, like, like they could recognize it. You know, not something that, you know, something that stands the test of time. Mm-hmm. So I kind of go back to like some of those iconic structures uh, as things that have stuck with me. Yeah. But then you've got, you know, social, you know, social media, and, and you've got, you know, guys like. Uh, like Clark Orr or like Shepard Ferry or all these guys that are just coming up with like amazing stuff. And like, there's always new artists coming up. Um, and you're seeing people either do like killer illustrations or killer packaging or whatever it is that they're coming up with. And you're like, ah, oh, it's just amazing. I can't believe it. Somebody's got to top that. And then you like slide and somebody's tops it. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like unstoppable inspiration. Now. Just like the flick of a finger. Like, Oh my gosh, you did yeah. that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I totally get that. No kidding, man. Um, so you had just mentioned a couple of the designers that you closely follow. Now, what about brands? Do you feel that there's any brands out there that are really just nailing it with either the packaging design or just their overall presentation creatively? Um, yeah, man. So it's funny because like in packaging, when you talk to a client, a new client, they'll say, um, hey, I want my packaging to look like Apple, um, Tiffany, or... And there's always like this or like this last one is, is like the one that's always in flux. Yeah. It's always Apple or Tiffany. Um, but lately it's changed. So people are less saying that they want their packaging to look like Apple. And more people are saying that they want their packaging to look like Sonos. And Interesting. Sonos is, is killing it in terms of packaging. Their, their user experience is, 
is on point. Their uh, sustainability message is is like just crystal clear, and they're not. Uh, you don't. They're not giving up uh, user experience for sustainability. So they're doing like a, a really amazing job of, of of their pack. That's awesome. I've seen some of their stuff um, on Instagram, but I haven't looked at it too closely. But now you're mm-hmm. making me want to just dive in and really see what they have cooking out there. Yeah, man, they're doing amazing stuff, and it's um, it's like really simple, mm-hmm. right? It's like when you see it, it's not there's not ten layers to get to the product. It's just like really honest presentation of their of their product. Beautiful. It's like what packaging should be. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of packaging. I want to ask you about how you have utilized print and packaging in your design career so far. Any stories around, you know, a specific packaging project that you started, followed through, through print to retail that you can share with us that you're really proud of? Uh, yeah, man. <clears throat> so in terms of print, like I go, you know, part of, part of when I was working at this agency, I got a gig at uh, their commercial printer. Like their hours were, they were cutting my hours, but like, look at you into this commercial printer. Nice. Um, so I learned like, you know, ink mixing. I learned how to load machines, how to cut paper and kind of the whole process. Um, so I always go back to that yep. when I, de- when I design, um, so like the way I design my layers, the way I select my colors, it's like, all right, here's how it's going to actually work. Um, so I was working with, uh, with a fashion brand. It was, it was, it's called juicy couture. I think they're out of business or they're only available in China or something at this point. Cause it was mm. years ago. I remember, no, I remember. The brand, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they were they were around for a while. My favorite uh, shorts. Ever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this velour shorts. Yeah, yeah pretty sweet. Uh, no man. So those guys were launching a men's line, and they just wanted to come up with like, um, like here's our, our logo for the men's line, and we're coming up with like a flask and like a deck of cards and some other random stuff. Uh, like, how do you pack it? Like, what what would you want to do? And they just basically gave me carte blanche on designing anything I wanted. Uh, and I kind of went back to like just like all those old gangster movies or, uh, you know, like when somebody would pull out a a book from a live from like their shelf and then they open it up and it was like cut out pages. So like the shape of the gun or whatever it was, you know, like a flask. Totally. And I'm like, Oh my, this is so cool. Like I'm going to do this. And I'd, I'd collected a bunch of old books. Like I had like a, I think it was like a first printing of Sherlock Holmes. Uh, and the book was just like beat up. I paid like a buck for it at uh, Goodwill. And like the leather was worn and there's like scratches. It was like just distressed to hell. So I just, I scanned it. I printed it. I scanned the print. I like distressed it more. And then I used that texture. Uh, I created this box. It looked like a book. And then on the outside, cause you know, cost is limited. Uh, did like a craft paper. I printed it like two different colors of brown, just to get like a rich leather look. <clears throat> did the leather, the distressed leather pattern over it. And then I distressed the texture again and I laid it on top as a spot UV. Mm-hmm. So it would look like, you know, the leather was actually shiny at some point and then, yeah. it's um, been worn just like away. worn out, man. Yeah. And yeah, and that, that box was, uh, it was crazy. It was, it was awesome. And then from that box, I got calls from other clients where they're like, Hey, I bought this box on eBay for like 60 bucks, you know, and found out that you made, I want you to do some packaging for me. And that's like, you know, another area where you're like, the product was only like 40 bucks, but people are selling the box for, you know, <laughs> for a ton of money. That's so awesome. It's, it's like a, you know, it's like a hit at the, the right The box time, so. you designed ends up selling more than the actual product inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so again, it's just like this killer feeling. I mean, packaging is just like, I don't know. 
I think people just because they engage with it and you can feel it and touch it, mm-hmm. it just has a whole uh, special place in people's hearts. You know, sure. that's what's so amazing about print and packaging is that you end up with these, you know, yes, there's the direct mail print that arrives in the mailbox and you just look and turf it. You know, there's that sort of stuff. But then there's the, you know, the brand books, the really nice executed brand pieces where you can interact with that brand in a tangible way, not just scrolling through Instagram, not just going to their website, but in a tangible way. And there's no greater way to connect with somebody in the days, you know, where brick and mortar is slipping away and online and e-commerce is growing substantially. How do you get, how does a customer have a tangible interaction with your brand? It's through either a printed piece or through the packaging when the product arrives. And the importance of those two things being nailed is so high. Yeah, it's, it's insane. And, and today, people, you know, Consumers are demanding it, demanding it more, mm-hmm. and brands can't f- move fast enough to to be able to move to more sustainable pack. Yep, it's that balance between user experience and sustainability. You know, where you got to find the tipping point where you're sustainable enough that you can deliver a proper message that you do care about that, but also you can't just throw it in a recyclable plastic bag and send it out the door. Like the user experience is terrible with that. Yeah, no, for sure. It's it's funny because like you mentioned a, a pack that that I did that was that kind of sticks out and there's there's one where um, it was for the Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. So before you know Tim Cook was on stage, he's like, "We're going to launch the Apple Watch." So it's like at the, at the first keynote, and then you know my buddy John and I were like, "It's oh, just like I don't I don't get that watch, man. You're going to have to charge it with your like a separate charger, and I got a laptop charger, and I got a phone charger, and we're like, let's let's just." quickly knock out a, a box design that um, kind of handles both, right? So we, yeah. we built out this, this box design that um, you could wrap your watch around and then there was like a plug in there to drop your phone into. Um, so it was like a stand for, for your iPhone and then a wrap for your for your watch and charges mm-hmm. both, in, both in one. Uh, this is like, you know, and we, we launched it the same, like we released it on the Dylan uh, packaging blog the same day of the keynote. Nice. And I mean, they were like, just millions of views. I got calls from people who are like, oh, I want to buy this. You know, can you, you know, is it patented? And we're like, like, no, do we just like knock this out in like 20 minutes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but insanely enough, like, like that design almost launched a whole industry of like watch chargers and phone chargers to combine because all of a sudden it was like there was a need for it that hadn't been thought of. Yeah. Uh, but that the pack solved. Uh, so that was, that was, I mean, that was always, it's always one that kind of sticks out as well. That's so cool. Such cool. And so basically the keynote is going on as you're like, Hey, why don't we do this? And 20 minutes later, we've done it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's how you tell me you got skills, man. And, you know, if you can throw something like that down, that gets that kind of attention in 20 minutes. That's amazing. Yeah. But it's another thing too, for just like young designers that are like, Oh, I'm never going to get that. I'm never going to get a chance to work with Apple or I'm never going to get a chance to work on such and such brands packaging. It's like, mm-hmm. Who cares, man? Just take a product that they've got, redesign the packaging and post it and share it and tag them and get like noticed. Like you don't have to have permission to design stuff for people. No. Uh, just for yourself. Uh, you know, just take that opportunity and just make it. Yeah, 100%. So true. Great advice, man. Um, so the next couple of questions I have for you, take you down part of your career where you've likely made some mistakes, learned some lessons, and I want to pull those horror stories out of you and then we'll end in a happy place, I promise. Sweet. So what has been the most challenging period of time in your design career so far? Why was it challenging and how did you get through it? 
I, I go back to getting fired. Yeah. You know, I think that that's like, uh, you know, again, just you know, being older, being, mm-hmm. you know, 40s and kind of losing, having the, the, the ground taken out from underneath you in terms of like, I wasn't planning on changing direction or I didn't, you know, you don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but that happens often. I, you know, I get people on LinkedIn going, "Hey, I just, I just lost my job. Is there, do you know anybody that totally. that needs a structural designer or somebody that needs, a, you know, a packaging engineer? Uh, you know, and I'll point them where I can. But I get it. You know, it's like I didn't experience that for so long. But having experienced it, like that's a, I think, uh, it was difficult. Mm-hmm. But you know, having come through it, I. You know, I, I definitely relate to anybody that's emailing and saying, "Hey, you know, are you, is there an opportunity somewhere?" Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel for that man, and I'm I'm there like all the way, like you know, connecting them with with brands and like hey, looking through their portfolios, going, "Hey, I think you know you can tweak these things here and uh, you know apply to these guys, or I'll connect you with somebody over in this brand mm-hmm. or this agency," uh, because you know, not that I not that nobody did it for me or somebody did it for me. It's just that's just like the right thing to do. Right. It's like, you got to take care of each other as, as designers. 100%. Um, so that's kind of, that's like a big part of how I got through it aside from just working mm-hmm. is just helping other people and realizing, you know, I've got something to say and I can definitely help someone and, and boost their, you know, get them through this, this tough part. That's good. It, Cause you basically stepped into, you know, a, um, not an official mentorship role, but you were mentoring people that reached out to yeah. you well, you are yourself are battling through a tough time in your career and by helping them out, that gives you, you know, the, the positivity, the positive outlook that you need to make the decisions you need to make to continue your career. No, for sure, man. I mean, it gives you, um, it builds your own momentum, which is, Mm. which was, which was awesome. It's the importance of like mentorship and community. It's such a big deal. Love it. Absolutely. I want to get a little bit more specific now. Um, (laughs) Take me to a design or a project that you were yeah. a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result. What was that like? How did that feel? Can you take us to that story? Yeah, for sure, man. Um, pretty recently, um, you know, design like design this killer pack for for a, for a product um, that was meant to ship ecom. And when you when you design something like that, it's regardless of the weight. Uh, or the structure of the, of the product, you have to make sure that the pack is there to support it through mm-hmm. all the rig- rigors of transit. Uh, you know, so building something out, specifying all the details in terms of like the materials, like it has to be this weight, it has to be, you know, the fluting has to be in this direction. And then with something like that, you know, you test it, you build it, and it works awesome. And then it goes into production, and production, you know, with packaging, you've got to have just a really tight relationship with production. Uh, otherwise what can happen is they can make decisions on your behalf. Um, and that's kind of what happened here is they found ways to change the structure that would potentially be more efficient in production. But what happens is like the little adjustments that they made ended up completely making the structure useless where the product would, would be damaged and break. Uh, so, I mean, that failure was one you know, you take ownership of it because you designed it. You were mm-hmm. part of it. Uh, even though you're not responsible f- for the decisions that were made, the fact that you weren't in front of that, you know, manufacturer constantly, you know, following up on every single detail, mm-hmm. you know, and just trusting in that that was your responsibility. So you kind of take that on. 
and then just working with the client to like, okay, here's what, here's what happened. Uh, here's where we are. You know, you can be pissed or whatever you want to do, man, but we can do that later. Yeah. <laughs> let's right figure now, let's out solve how to, some problems. Let's, <laughs> let's figure out how to, how to fix this. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, great client where they're like, all right, we get it. How do we get, how do we fix it? How do we get there? What, what do we need to do? And then just collaborating on solutions with, mm-hmm. you know, with everyone just to get there. Um, and it, and it, you know, and it turned out great and it should be shipping here pretty soon. Awesome. So in that particular situation, yep. um, can you, are you able to walk us through a little bit of the details of that on what solutions you explored and what ultimately you ended up doing? Um, a little bit. I can, yeah, cause it hasn't shipped yet. Okay. It's, it's, yep. it's still uh, under wraps. Uh, PMM, we, it was a, a molded fiber structure mm-hmm. that protected the product. And, um, once those, once those failed, uh, it's not like a quick turnaround to, to like just crank out a new tool and make a new, a new uh, totally. insert. So it's like, all right, well, how do we fix this quickly? And, you know, you look at other materials and other structures and is it like a interwoven corrugate uh, insert that goes in there? Or like, you know, do you have to rearrange the product? You know, do we ditch the, the fiber, the molded fiber completely and just re yeah. rework everything? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man, I mean, it's like, you know, long days, weekends, nights till you come up with a solution. So you really once had you get to there, explore some other options as far as what materials we could potentially pack it in. How could we pack it? Do we rearrange it? All of those sort of options. You explored everything. Oh, I mean, we, yeah. I mean, you go back to the drawing board. It's like, well, can we change what, what's locked at this point because of pricing? Yeah. Yeah. Got it. And you came through and it all worked out in the end and the product will be out there in retail at some point. Yeah, it'll be out there pretty, pretty quick, man. Awesome. And then um, it'll arrive in one piece. <laughs> <laughs> Due right. to a little bit of rework. Yes. Awesome. Nobody, will, nobody will ever know. No, that's the great part. Nobody will ever know except the people who are close to it, right? Yeah. Um, what is something you are struggling with in your design career right now? Um, I think for the most part, it's kind of, it's where I'm at is um, leadership mm-hmm. uh, and just leading a team. I think that's, you know, it's something that you, you learn along your career. You learn it from good leaders. You learn it from shitty leaders mm-hmm. um, in terms of like what to do, what not to do. And uh, when you're applying that, sometimes it's hard to stop yourself from being a shitty leader. You know, like uh, it's hard to catch yourself in the moment. It's, it is. It's hard to catch yourself in the moment. And afterwards, you're like, you know what? That's not who I want to be. Mm-hmm. And just be, you know, being able to to just man up and come back and be like, you know what? I apologize for, you know, maybe the way I reacted to your design um, or the way that we talked about this. Uh, but, you know, I'm extremely passionate about what I do in terms of like the, the packaging and the process. Uh, so let's, you know, how do we get there together? And, and you know, you, you got to make that 180 twist. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in your current role right now, are you more the structural die line creation guy or are you also doing full design with graphics and all that sort of thing? Yeah, both. Awesome. Both. But I'd say I'm probably uh, at this point, 80% uh, structure mm-hmm. and 20% design. Uh, there's a million designers out there that are, uh, you know, graphic designers that are better than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, every day there's a, there's a new one out there that's doing some killer stuff. So I rather uh, kind of hand pick, the right designer from a visual standpoint for mm-hmm. the project and then support them with the structure and the die lines and the samples and all that stuff to so, get to where the client needs to be. 
So the way it works now then is a client will approach you with a project and from you will do structural dialing creation and sometimes you'll do the artwork, but other times you will coordinate, find a designer and be the point of contact for the customer. Yep, absolutely. You know, it kind of depends on, um, so if you come to me with a project and your, your brand is aligns with, with my aesthetic and the way that, that I communicate visually, Mm -hmm. then we'll, we'll work together that way. Uh, if it's not, then I'm up front with you and say, you know what, here's the process. You know, I'm going to sketch things out. I'm going to build out some samples. I'm even going to do some just rough sketches of graphics of like where things should go just from a user experience perspective. Mm-hmm. But when it gets to the point of actually executing design, you know, we're going to bring in, you know, one of these two people and then, you know, client reviews and they say, yeah, let's, let's go with this person or that person. Um, and then I'll manage the whole process. Awesome. Yeah, very cool. So you also have, you know, a bit of a, a packaging creative director role as well. Exactly. All right. And that's kind of where that, that leadership comes in. It's like, you know, bringing in a designer that might not be familiar with packaging because mm-hmm. they're doing they're doing graphics and educating them in the process, but also guiding them in the design. Awesome. Okay, I'm going to turn this bus around here for you. <laughs> and we had talked about earlier a couple of projects that you were excited to have been a part of, which was the Apple Watch project and some yeah. of the um, and the other packaging stuff that you're really proud of. Mm-hmm. But now I want to ask you if there's another packaging project, or it could be a print project, that you have mm-hmm. been a part of that you are the most proud of, the one that just makes your heart sing. You know, there's um, – because packaging exists in the future mm-hmm. – uh, you know, anything I designed today, you're not going to see for another 12 months. Um, there's definitely one that you're not going to see till 2025. <laughs> 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 but man, if I could tell you about it, it's amazing. Uh, and, you know, I think that the biggest thing for me is just from you know, being able to work with a lot of these tech companies mm-hmm. and um, bring innovation to the packaging structures. Mm-hmm. Um of, of brands that are coming up with like insanely innovative products um, is, is just mind blowing to me mm-hmm. where, you know, they'll come with, you know, some type of hardware, laptop speaker, headphones, like whatever random amazing hardware there is that they're coming up with. Yeah. It's completely, you know, changing the, the game. Uh, and you're just like, you're just blown, you know, my, your mind is just blown by uh, the technology and the innovation in the product itself. And then mm-hmm. you, you get to work and you start sketching stuff out and you share it with them. And then you see the same reaction on their end where they're just like, well, you know, they can't believe that the packaging can, can do a certain thing or can't believe that it can elicit certain emotions from the consumer. Mm-hmm. And you see that like the same, you know, I don't want to say like you're blowing their minds, but like just you're, you're getting, you're giving them the same feeling that you're getting, that you're getting when you go through their product. And that it goes back to like that validation. You're like, you know, yeah, we can we can build something amazing together. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at. It's like the, the most recent thing uh, is way in the future. Yeah. Uh, but like just the structures are, are, are killer and just the way that like the whole unboxing works is, is uh, definitely something that I'm excited to see uh, people experiencing. That's so cool because you, you know, and do you find that your customers are surprised or shocked that you're able to replicate a, incredible technological experience that they, a consumer would have with their product that you're able to replicate a similar experience that is just as amazing in packaging. Um, I think they get excited. 
more than anything, more than amazed, right? Because we've all experienced some type of packaging that elicits like the, the emotions that we want from a, from a brand. Yes. Um, so they know it's possible. And then they get really excited to be a part of the process. I make sure that my process is extremely collaborative, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a fashion brand, a fragrance brand, or, you know, a tech brand, it doesn't matter. It's the same process. Like, you know, you're going to know your brand better than I am. So I'm going to pull everything out of you and, the nuggets that really make the design sing are probably the ones that you're like, just throw away concepts. You're like, ah, you know, the product is amazing in these 10 re- for these 10 reasons. You know, but here's like two other reasons that, you know, that make it kind of cool too. And you're like, those two other reasons are like what makes it special from a user experience standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you show that back to them and they're like, Oh, I never really thought of those two pieces as being important. But now that I see it, it's like it, it, it builds something, you know, it, it gives us a platform to communicate to the consumer. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We've all had those experiences opening a box or a packaging in a certain way that just, yeah. you just, as it unfolds, you just get more and more excited about it. Yeah. And my, you know, my process is really about storytelling in terms of, you know, and storytelling is just as a, a horrible cliche, <laughs> um, but packaging really does tell a story, right? It's like, yes. you know, you, you, you approach the pack, it's either going to sell you or it's going to introduce you. Um, you know, then you're going to open it, you know, at that point of, of opening there's, there should, you know, there should be something like this aha moment, whether, you know, if it's a tech product, you're probably going to see the, the hero product there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it needs to be, you know, gleaming and shiny and you've got to have the right amount of frame around that product to, to make it really stand out. If it's too tight, then it just feels constrained. If it's too broad, it just feels too small. Uh, and then it's going to be really easy to remove that hero product. And then you've got to have, you know, some type of a message below that, which is reinforcing why they purchased the product in the first place, right? Like, you know, they didn't buy this Nest thermostat because they want their house to stay cooler, right? I mean, any old thermostat can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, they bought it for, um, one, just to have more control. And then two, aesthetically, it's just a killer looking, you know, thermostat. The cool factor. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and you just have to be blatant about that. Right. So you should be able to remove that, that product and below it, it should, it should, re, you know, somehow remind you of, of that, of the cool factor. Yeah. Then you pull that out and then you've got, you'll have your quick start guide and all the other pieces underneath that support it. And they all should be organized in a way that's, that ties back to how you install it. So, you know, you should have your steps one, two, and three underneath it in that, in that, order so that it makes it easy for the consumer. Yeah. Those little and then things just, not just randomly thrown in, right? Yeah, exactly. And then just telling them how to discard the pack, you know, it's like the, the, the wrap on this thing is not recyclable. Like just being upfront, you know, make sure you put that in your, in your dumpster and you know, the, the insert in here is recyclable, but you need to remove these two little foam tabs that are there to protect the product uh, versus just slapping a recycle symbol on there and knowing that consumers are going to put that in the recycle bin and half that stuff's not going to get recycled because it's not recyclable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just being, just being honest with the client being like, we're getting, we're trying to get to a sustainable point right now. Our pack is 80% recyclable. There's 20% of it. Just throw it in the landfill. Um, and, and we'll, you know, we'll get there. You know, I love that being upfront and open about the recyclability and the way that you can approach that with the packaging and in the messaging of that packaging. That's brilliant. Yeah. So that's, I spend a lot of time working with clients on how to get from where they are today mm-hmm. to where they need to be in the next four or five years from a sustainability standpoint. Mm-hmm. And it's never like a switch. It's like, Oh, we're going to go to all oatmeal and you're going to you know have a great pack. Right. It's, it takes time to get there. And there's yeah. some materials that might make sense. Some that don't, 
um, some that are in process and aren't readily available. Uh, but you've got to, it takes time to get there and build out the infrastructure of how to, you know, how to make this actually happen. hundred percent, hundred percent, man. Well, Avelio, you've reached the point of the show for the ask it forward question, man. That's where I have a question for you for my last guest and you get the opportunity to ask a question of my next guest. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you can ask them. <laughs> so awesome. my last guest was Joshua Ariza. He's a freelance commercial artist, but also the owner of Chomp Brand. Um, he wanted to ask you, what value does social media have on your business or career? That's a great, that's a great question, man. Um, social's huge, huge for me. Uh, you know, I, I was really deep into like, you know, Instagram and sharing images. Um, but as I started looking for work and, you know, helping other people find work, LinkedIn just became like my go-to. Yeah. And so through that, just, you know, sharing my, my point of view, mm-hmm. you know, I've, do, I've, I've been doing these unboxing videos that just, I take random brands and I unpack it and go through like what is recyclable, what's not recyclable, where there were opportunities where their messaging was missed or areas where they like just killed it uh, on their messaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that, through those videos, which I've only done like four, mm-hmm. uh, I've been able to pretty much get my my 2020 set up to be pretty successful and, and pretty exciting. That's awesome. um, so, so social media is, is gigantic for me. Awesome. Absolutely. Just a huge piece of your career. Yeah. Love it. Uh, what is the question you'd like me to ask the next guest? So uh, I think for your next guest, um, I, I, I go back to sustainability. It's, um, you know, what are they particular, what are they doing to make their contribution to design more sustainable? I love it. I will ask the next guest that question. Man, you've reached the end of the Quickie Podcast. Thank you so much for being my guest today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, man. Dave, this was awesome. I appreciate you asking me to be here. All right, everybody. That's the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Go check out Avelio on Instagram and also his Unboxed on YouTube where he unboxes products and shares where the box design went really well improvements they could have made, and a whole bunch of things like that. So thanks again for listening, and have a great day.